0: The knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, today we begin celebration of what we call National Lutheran Schools Week. And what a way to start the week off as we gather here together to hear God's Word, as we celebrate the uh, educational system throughout the Missouri Synod called our Lutheran Schools. And this morning I thought it would be interesting. And because we are Lutherans and we're used to standing and sitting, I would invite all of you who have ever attended a Lutheran school or you have sent your children to a Lutheran school to please stand. Wow. That is awesome. Thank you so much. As you can see, it plays an important role in the ministry here at Trinity. And you may be seated, please. Just a little bit of history, and brief, brief history. Our school started in 1946, and it was begun by Pastor Leo Rubel. Those of you who know Virta Seinspar, Pastor Rubel is his father, or was his father-in-law. And that school began over on 7th Avenue and 16th Street in the basement of the Fellowship Hall. And from there, 1978, the church moved out here to this location, the school was part of that, and again, it began in the lower levels of our building. And then, around the year 2002 or so, we expanded to the facility that we presently have. And I was looking at the, the date of that, and you realize that next year, we will be celebrating the 75th anniversary of Trinity Lutheran School. That's a pretty, pretty great milestone. Education has been an important part of our ministry here at Trinity for over all those years. And again, we begin the celebration of this National Lutheran Schools Week. The text that I've chosen for our message this morning comes from the Gospel of St. John. It's uh, chapter 1, verse 16. And from the fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Lutheran schools theme, of course, is joyfully Lutheran, but part of that joy certainly is the grace that our Lord Jesus Christ has given to us and to all our Lutheran schools throughout this nation. This grace upon grace emphasizes the superabundance and the fullness of grace that has been displayed by God toward mankind, especially believers like us who have gathered here this morning in this place. And when it comes down to it, I know that most of us prefer full, the word full, reading on the gauges of our own lives. For example, it's a good feeling to drive away from the gas station with a full tank of gas, and we are thankful for the full feeling that we have after we have a delicious meal. And that desire for that fullness also follows us here as we come to church on Sunday mornings. We rejoice in a full sanctuary of worshipers. We celebrate full enrollment in our educational programs, particularly Sunday school and, at times, vacation Bible school. And we're also very relieved when a project has a full list of volunteers. Our Lutheran schools prefer full classrooms, fully funded budgets, of course, fully and professionally staffed classrooms. But the true reality in our lives is this, things are often less than full. Full tanks, as you know, need to be refilled. And in the case of some of you, you have to fill them like every day, depending on the size and vehicle that you're driving. Shortly after we have a meal, I know it's true for me, I start wondering what's going to be the next meal as I'm ready to eat again. Also, not every one of our Lutheran school classrooms are full, and in many cases, every budget may not fully be funded but more challenging for us than the discomforts and the inconveniences of our physical tanks left unfilled is the reality of what I call emotional emptiness for example how many times have you said to yourself I feel so empty it may be just the sadness of grieving for the loss of a family member or perhaps you've been abandoned by your spouse or A child has been rejected by a friend. But more destructive than even those physical kinds of things is what I would categorize as our spiritual emptiness. We hear from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 19, this brief story. And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then the young man said this to him. If you would be all these things I have kept, what do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you would be perfect, go and sell what you possess and give to the poor. And you will treasure, you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. And when the young man heard this, as we well know, he went away sorrowful. For he Had great possessions he was described as a young man with great possessions and in his own eyes he was full of all kinds of righteous deeds in many respects though his life was full it was full of power and it was full of his own possessions but when our Lord asked him to take what he had and give it to the poor the man could not walk away from all of that earthly fullness But in reality, my dear friends, his life was really empty. Our schedules may be full. Our homes may be full of goods and conveniences. Our garages may be full of vehicles and toys of all kinds. We may be right now filling our retirement accounts. I know some of you are emptying them. And yet, our lives can still be empty for without our Lord Jesus emptiness is very prevalent the Apostle Paul had authority in the church he had a very proud heritage and he was well educated and yet we know that his life was empty but by grace through faith Paul received the riches of his grace Those riches of grace came, of course, from Jesus. And then we think about Peter and Andrew and James and John. And as we well know, they were fishermen. And they may have had nets full of fish, but when Jesus came and called them, their lives changed. They were filled now with his presence and his grace. In Galatians chapter 4, we hear these words, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as his sons. In other words, what happened here? God emptied himself so that we might receive that fullness of grace, and Jesus came to fulfill all righteousness. Our Lord's journey in the flesh is described briefly in the Gospel of John for today. God could have rightly chosen to be full of anger and judgment, but instead he chose to be full of grace and truth. In the gift of his Son, the Father grants full forgiveness of all our sins. And so John introduces Jesus. He calls him the Word who was made flesh. And he goes on to describe our Lord's earthly ministry. Now the first sign of that ministry, of his power and authority as the Son of God, occurred at a very special wedding. A wedding that was held in Cana. And there, as many of you know, he took jars that were full of water and he miraculously turned them into what? Good wine. That wine for those wedding guests. And he would go on to fill other people's lives. Those with diseased bodies he filled with health and vitality. He would fill empty people who were in grief with joy of seeing family members that were raised from the dead. He even would fill the panicked disciples with peace of his presence and his word. Every action of our Lord Jesus was part of that journey that he had here on this earth as he journeyed to the cross. His spirit was emptied in prayer in the garden. His body was emptied of all life as he hung from that cross. And he announced, it is finished. Every part of our Lord's being was fully emptied. Why? To pay for the sins of the entire world. That sacrifice, my dear friends, was full and it was complete. Receiving by faith the fullness of our Lord's sacrifice and full of assurance of his resurrection, we too received that promise that was in the Gospel of John. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. We have really fully received that grace. As you look over to my right, to your left, you see the baptismal font. There, many times, infants are held above that font. They are physically and mentally very small, perhaps not fully, obviously not fully developed mentally. But there, what do they receive? They receive the fullness of God's grace with sins that are fully forgiven. Later today, you as communicant members will come to this altar and to receive a small wafer, a sip of wine, but it is a feast that is plentiful and joyful. And in faith we receive, again, the fullness of Christ's body and blood. We may have come here today as worshipers, with guilty consciences. Perhaps our lives are complicated right now. We may have strained relationships among family or friends or neighbors. Our hearts may be fearful about what may be coming in the near future and every other kind of imaginable sickness. But the word is always spoken by our pastors as a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, he says, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. There is no sin that does not receive that full pardon because that forgiveness is full and it is free and it is offered by our Lord Jesus Christ. As you see in the screen this morning, the joyfully Lutheran theme is a celebration as we begin this week in the celebration of the fullness of God's grace to each and every one of us that comes to us in Christ. And as Lutherans, our our Reformation legacy reminds all of us of that grace that God has given. Our Lutheran schools may not always meet the number of students that we obviously would desire to have but something is more important than that. As the word is taught and the sacraments are administered, these schools are always, always full of God's grace. Our grace-filled Lutheran schools always proclaim and teach the truth of that grace from scriptures. We celebrate that grace in worship and lives grace in relationships with each other. We, who have been privileged to be part of the Lutheran school system, it is a wonderful heritage, it is a rich heritage, and as I said at the beginning of this message, our school has been in operation since 1946. It has and it will continue to strive for academic excellence. There's a program called National Lutheran Schools Accreditation. At one point in time, our school was accredited by the Lutheran Church, But as time went on, staff changed and that accreditation ceased because it had to be renewed. And I'm privileged and happy to tell you that that renewal is going to take place in the very near future. We are going to once again become an accredited school throughout our synod. Our school also continues to have professional servants Servants with a heart for service. It starts at the top with Pastor Haithman and it goes all the way down to our preschool teacher aides. Also through the leadership of Mr. Erickson and Ms. Marshall, the school continues to grow. It is a place of grace. It is a place where love is shared not only with our own member students but those member, those students throughout the community of Greeley. Some of the activities that are coming up and I want to share these a couple of these with you with, uh, as the congregation. Today for example after the service instead of those delicious wonderful Texas Roadhouse Rolls we have cinnamon rolls. Okay? We don't promise that there's no calories involved but they are there as a gift to you, as the members of this church who have continued to support the school. Monday, Pajama Day. Pastor and I have opted out of that (laughs) only because our pajamas are slightly different than what is normally worn. (laughs) Tuesday, we have Western Day going on with a special lunch. Wednesday, a very important key day. Chapels are held on Wednesday mornings and you are invited as congregational members if you are able to come at 8.30 on Wednesday morning, there will be a prayer service, a prayer service in which members of, I believe Roach Construction Company have been invited to attend as we pray for them as this construction on the upper floor of the school begins. It's a time for prayer. And that is a very key element of this whole process. Also, if you're willing to come back in the afternoon around 2 o'clock, bingo is going to be held in the school cafeteria. Again, members of the church, you're invited to attend that. Thursday is a formal day, but it is also a time in which the school will renew uh, what we call a teacher or the Trinity Lutheran Roundup. There you can come in the evening around 6 o'clock, And if you are so privileged to bring a friend or family members or someone you know in your community that might have an interest in the school, um, there's a little incentive for you. Any families that you might bring in, you get a $10 gift card. See Kyle, he'll make sure you get it. Also, you can meet the teachers and see what's going on in the school. We had a special meeting yesterday among the, I want to call it former church council, executive council, however you want to call that. And Mr. Jesminik invited members of that council to go upstairs into the school building. Many of them, as long as that school has been here, have never been upstairs. And it looks quite different than it did several years ago. Because as we know as Lutherans, anytime we find an empty space, we fill it with something. And we did. And that has been cleaned out as we prepare again for the expansion upstairs. And you're invited, uh, again to come on Wednesday for that very special time. And also sur- Thursday evening. And so, by God's grace, the greatest strength of our Lutheran schools that we are: grace, a grace place. The grace of God, which became ours through Christ, is shared in word and sacrament, and it was received by every student, a parent, and other people who are blessed by our ministry. We may not always be graceful as we go through our hectic daily lives, but we are always graceful as we hear Christ proclaimed in our Lutheran schools. And our school is graceful, We are full of God's grace to be shared joyfully and thankfully and faithfully and peacefully and hopefully to all people. And so, my dear friends, this morning, let us enjoy this full week together in Jesus' precious and his holy name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. And now, O Word made flesh, be present with us this day and fill us with your limitless grace. In Jesus' precious name, amen.